1: The Eagles redeemed the state after Penn State did not, after the Steelers certainly did not. 27 nothing over the New York Giants in the Sunday Nighter in the National Football League. Joining us now on the SECV hotline, John Barchard from bleedinggreennation.com. Have I told you recently how much I think uh, that Shady McCoy is the best player that ever lived?
0: <laughs> how about that for a little fantasy performance to boost, boost the totals last night? Uh, finally. Absolutely. 49 yards? Not too shabby. I
1: I I already won my head-to-head matchup. I already won it. And I have two. <laughs> I have two guys playing tonight. I have Gore and uh, one. I forget off the name. Of my head the guy from uh, St. Louis uh, playing tonight. I've already won. It's a party at my house.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, that's. Uh, we'll pop the champagne. Enjoy the uh, the your win on the week. I'm sure you're just as excited. It's always nice to have like a fantasy win going into the Monday night game. Um, yeah, I mean just thank goodness that everybody just decided that we can finally run the ball here in Philadelphia because I, you know, we Todd, we've talked back and forth about this a ton of times of just like, when's it going to kind of correlate and when's it, when's it all going to come together? And, um, you know, they they really handled the, the Giants front seven really, really well. Um And a lot of that credit, you know, people are going to point to all line. A lot of it has to do with Sean McCoy though. I think that, he really just decided, you know what, the hole's there. That's what I'm going to hit. I'm going to take what they're giving me. Um, that's some of the things that we just didn't see in the past couple of weeks here. And and now that that's kind of happened and this is established, I mean, just like we've been saying, if this thing starts to click on all phases, Eagles are going to be a very, very dangerous team going forward here.
1: And the the first couple of weeks, we talked, John. We talked about the tale of two halves, and was it two halves? Obviously, in the football game, but both half. The second half was better than the first half, just because they continually shut the Giants down.
0: Oh yeah, and that's and the defense played outstanding. Obviously, there's zero points on the board. Um, that hasn't happened since 1996 in this town. So we we like the shutouts. We love. The The aggressive defense, I thought Billy Davis called an incredible game last night. Um, and, and not only that, but just everybody was winning their one-on-one matchups. Uh, Connor Barwin was absolutely abusing everybody that he faced, especially uh, uh, Justin Pugh, who's actually a guy that came out of the Philadelphia area, went to Syracuse, and, and Connor Barwin just kind of had his way with him. Vinny Curry, again, another guy that we've been talking about every week, who's slowly... Um, you know, adapting to to his snaps and pretty much just laying it all on the line every time he's out there. Brandon Graham, um, much maligned in this town, but uh, we were just talking on on BGN Radio that we would obviously have the Eagles push to almost trying to sign him an extension with him, even though it's it doesn't look like you're going to be able to do that. But uh, the the front seven, who we all thought was going to be a huge problem is now turning into a huge positive. Um, and I don't know how much of that is really them uh, or poor performance from the Giants O-line, but uh, it, it doesn't matter. You can't get eight sacks <laughs> just all willy-nilly. So they they did an incredible job last night. I even talked the cornerbacks. that uh, You know, Carey and, and uh, Fletcher had a, a good games. Brandon Boykin had a good game. And... I, it's just everything was working on all phases last night, and then it finally was nice just to kind of sit back, relax and enjoy the show for once.
1: and one of the things that I found interesting, and they talked about this on the on the telecast last night uh, was Eli Manning is not known for having the best mechanics in the world. he's not terrible, but he doesn't have the best mechanics in the world. but after the first couple of sacks, you could tell he was he was uh, hearing footsteps when no footsteps were even there. He, his feet never stopped moving in the pocket
0: yeah yeah seeing ghosts almost i mean and that's I think that's due uh you know the, the the fan base was jumping there was a lot of uh, delay game penalties there was just a lot of confusion a lot of uh, a lot of everything going on so uh you know as as some in the New York media might have thought that that the the Eagle splash cartoon that they they put out the uh, the week of the game might have been tasteless I actually thought it was pretty accurate <laughs> I, he, he was shook. Uh, the entire game there. And I can't wait to see what happens when, you know, Michael Kendricks gets back into this defense. Cause if it's, if it's that lethal now, you got to get a guy in, um, like that who, I mean, this could, this could be a, a really uh, underrated, well, it is underrated right now. I think the, the, the entire defense as a whole, um, you know, people look at the, the long-term numbers of, well, they're, you know they're twenty sixth in yards or twenty eighth in 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 points per game and all this other stuff, but you don't look at the other correlating factors of being on the field for forty minutes and uh, probably playing the most snaps of any other defense in the league. <clears throat> when it's time to to do it, they've you know they've forced a turnover, I think in nineteen straight games. So when your defense is constantly creating turnovers creating havoc, and now your pass rush is getting even better. Um, you know, that everybody's going to be looking like Eli soon, hopefully.
1: And when the offensive line plays for the Eagles like they did last night, just imagine when they get the two guys back, Mathis and Kelsey, back.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, Yeah. that's the other thing, too. And I think Chip Kelly explained that in his press conference as far as Just the, just the continuity and, and, and that's even probably more important. Well, I wouldn't say that. It's, it's important to have talent on the offensive line. Let's just be honest about that. But the continuity is probably the second most important thing. Guys that you know are, are getting back in there. Lane Johnson looked a lot better than his, his first start because it was his first start of the year. So when that happens and you get guys into a rhythm, um, David Mulk, who we were very critical of last week, moved really well, um, even on, you know, it's a certain uh, uh, longer runs. I remember on the Sproles touchdown, he was he was moving right along. He really made some holes there for Shady when he was pulling. So uh, that's a lot to ask um, from going from you know the Kelsey type of athletic level to the Mulk type of athletic level. And on that, I think he passed the test uh, really well last night. Um, the pass protection, same thing. Um, Nick had Nick was sipping a cup of tea back there pretty much the whole game. So there's a couple of times Colin Jenkins, I know, got through, but uh, for the most part, you know, clean jersey, and everything is uh, clear eyes, full arts here in Philadelphia. Philadelphia as a fan base, sure, sometimes deserves that reputation that they got through the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, the New York uh, Post or the Daily News, I can't remember which one, um, you know, come out and basically display – that there's an Eagles staff member cheering for Victor Cruz and being hurt, um, and it's just not the case. Like they, they take a, they take a photo right after the incompletion with no awareness of any type of injury that's just happened. Um, they snap that they, they they you know they take this guy and they blow him up as the front page. When in the very next frame, if anybody wants to slow down, and thank you to Deadspin and USA Today. And everybody else that was out there saying that this isn't true—that uh, he's down there kneeling with the rest of the players, hoping that he's okay—I thought the crowd was fantastic last night. Um, very quiet, very silent, and you know, cheered as that that hurtful image of Victor Cruz getting carted off and crying, and you just feel for the guy because nobody, who yeah, especially in a non-contact play, that's the worst feeling in the world. It's the same injury that Nate Allen. Experienced a couple of years ago, and I'm sure if that was Jeremy Macklin and the game was being played in New York, I would hope that Giants fans would have done the same thing. Right. That being said, you know there are uh, there there's a local radio host who works for the ESPN affiliate <clears throat> here in Philadelphia. His name is Mike Missanelli. Um I, I I don't know exactly what happened. I, I can't really, and I can't really defend him, but I, and nor do I want to. Right. But it's it seemed like. You know, he had an ill-advised tweet saying, you know, something of the effect of, well, take that, and now you can't salsa anymore, <laughs> or whatever like that. So you look at it, and you're like, oh, she just cringe because as much as we hate it, um, he does kind of represent a portion of the fan base. Uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, my colleagues, a lot of the time, it's like a 50-50 split w- with this guy. So it, it, it never makes it uh, look that appealing. But I just got to say um it's it always for some reason is completely magnified in Philadelphia i know plenty of radio hosts and i know plenty of media people that are worse if not just the same kind of worse uh, as that kind of tweet they've said a lot more awful things and i just think it gets so magnified in philadelphia because it's the easy thing to do mm-hmm. it, it really it it drives me nuts because you look at San Francisco, you look at Los Angeles, Chicago, anywhere else, anywhere around the city, in any sports town, there's the Mike Mussinelli there. Sure. The, the hands down. And it's same with uh, beat reporters and things like that. This isn't a Philadelphia thing, it's a sports thing. It happens everywhere. And to be honest with you, it ha- it's worse in places like San Francisco and Los Angeles and Oakland and sometimes even Phoenix. There's gang related things there. I don't feel comfortable going there if knowing that. Somebody might be carrying a gun and might get shot in the parking lot because they're team lost, so mm-hmm. that 's never happened in Philadelphia, but yet for whatever reason, the national media um, guys like Bamani Jones, who I respect dearly,
1: oh yeah uh, it
0: kind of kind of take that low hanging fruit and just throw it out there anyway because it 's the easy thing to do um, but i i don 't understand the the barrage of it, and if anybody in Philadelphia did what the the New York media did this week, they would be. <laughs> Shot me to the moon, but because it's in New York, it's okay, and that's what's frustrating.
1: Yeah, but uh, for me, John, the bottom line is, if he never sends out that tweet, we're not having this conversation.
0: Oh, oh, oh absolutely yeah. not, and that, that's what I'm saying. I'm not defending him at all. I don't really understand like the context of it, because the timing just seems off. Like He said he was in the parking lot on the way out to get his car, and he just flashed up on the big screen and saw that it was an incomplete pass, and that's what he was referring to and then he had to take a subway to get to, you know, wherever. <laughs> and then he I'm had not to tra- that. his phone <laughs> and then retracted yeah, obviously I think he's lying there. Yeah. Um but uh I I don't I don't know. People are gonna have to judge for their own. I don't think he he, he you know, I, I don't think he's telling the truth there. I think it looks bad on the fan base when things like that happen. Um but again, just like I said, there's one of them in every city, and it's not just everybody here.
1: Right, and Herman Edwards said it, you know, don't press send. Uh, I know, you know, obviously we are an ESPN affiliate, so I'm loosely associated with them. ESPN is not coming knocking on my door for anything, you know, except, right. for, except for payment for the magazine subscription, but we'll get into that another exactly. time. Uh,
0: but I learned well, I, 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 want to, I want to interrupt you real quick, Todd, and I just go want ahead. to ask. Go ahead. That's, that, I guess that's the thing is if this were any other town, do you think? Do you think it would be as big? It would be in play, but no, it wouldn't be as big. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. there are people that are calling for this man's job, which I don't know if it's is is the same level as <laughs> I don't know uh, all the all the other stuff that I really can't say on the air that people have said on the air before. people right. have jobs in the radio. So, yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's what essentially what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if I have any question about something, I'm going to say I'm not going to say it. Is what it was where I was going. You know, I'm not going to say it until I have have the research on it or I have some facts or, you know, or it's listed as an editorial, whatever it's going to be. But right now we're just talking sports. You know, basically, exactly. and, and that is not something that I can believe that anybody would say. I don't care if it was Philly. I don't care if it was, you know, central Pennsylvania here, you know, on ESPN two point three, I don't care if it was New York. I don't care if it was, you know, some guy broadcasting to a couple of moose in Alaska. You, that's just not something you put out there, regardless of where you are. John Barchard from BleedingGreenNation.com. As always, we appreciate your time, and we will talk again soon.
0: Sounds great, Todd. Thanks, All bud. I right.
1: appreciate it. John Barcher joining us here on the SECV Hotline on ESPN 92.3, the Valley Sports Leader.